Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome, everybody, back to the Oklahoma Drill Podcast. I am your host, Andrew, and of course, I got my co-host, Matt, here with me. It is a very, very special day in Jetsland. We are waking up after a huge announcement from currently Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers that he wants to be a New York Jet. He intends to play in 2023, and he wants to take his talents to Florham Park. It is a hugely, hugely massive time for the New York Jets and their fans. Matt, candidly, we tried to record our reactions yesterday. And shout out to technology for always having a, a some sort of problem whenever it's needed most. And we lost that recording of our live reactions, but we've had a day to process our thoughts, process our feelings, see the reactions from NFL media at large, as well as things leaking out from the Packers themselves on where they stand with this. Because according to Rogers, in his own words, the holdup is the Green Bay Packers. And that the Jets want Rodgers. Rodgers wants the Jets. They've made an offer. There's been negotiations. And the Packers are pretty much just holding out to get as much in trade compensation as they can. We've now seen multiple rumors of how long this could eventually play out. But one thing is for sure, and I think this is where we have to start just reveling in the moment. Aaron Rodgers wants to be a Jet, and that's pretty freaking awesome. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and <laughs> you'll have the the anti-Jet talk out there in full force, uh, taking multiple uh, uh, points of uh, of interest, whether it's, oh, he only intends to be a Jet. He doesn't want to be a Jet. Uh, like, oh, they're, the Jets are the, his only choice. So he has no choice but to go to the Jets or to intend to go to the Jets. Like, all right, let's play a, a semantics game here. And uh, either way, he intends on going to the Jets. That is his vision for himself. He, instead of retiring, he wants to go to the Jets. Uh, and then you have the other the media pundits saying, oh, well, the Saints have all the leverage here. The Jets have no leverage. When all logic says the exact opposite. Uh, I don't think it's homerism to think that. I think it's just logical. Uh, maybe not to say the Jets have amazing amounts of leverage, but they have enough with the timing of everything to really kind of put the Saints back, I don't say the, the Packers on their on their toes 
Too much uh, car talk. Exactly. It, it, it There's just so much out there right now, and it all just sounds like a lot of jet bait. Uh, but all in all, it, I was expecting to, to hear Rogers say what his intentions were, and that's exactly what he did. Uh, and then he went on and added a little bit more to really say what he felt uh, about the, the Packers organization and how they went about things with everything in the quarterback position, whether it was uh, saying, oh, take all the time you need and uh, come back to us when, when you know, and we'll be, we'll be here for you, to him going to his darkness retreat, and then all of a sudden them saying, not nah, we're, we're moving on to love. Sorry, we didn't actually mean what we meant by taking, saying, take your time. And I'm, I definitely feel like that irked uh, Rogers enough to, to really change his mind because he said that he was 90% certain he was going to retire before going yeah. to that darkness retreat. So the 180 that happened <laughs> uh, with all this just screams chip on the shoulder for Rogers. Uh, so when we finally get him, and we will get him, that's not a question. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of when and for how much. Yeah, that is the big question right now. And, and I think it's really important because there's so much polarization right now from, from all sides, where you have Jets fans that are completely set in their ways where they're going, you know, the Jets have the leverage here. Rodgers wants to play for the Jets. The Packers don't want him anymore. They don't want to keep his expensive contract on the books and, and pay a bunch of money for a guy they don't want on their team anymore. They're ready to move on to Jordan Love and having Aaron Rodgers in the building still trying to make that transition is just going to make things that much more difficult. Rodgers has made his intentions known as well. It seems like that's where things are standing from the Jets side. From the Packers side and from, I, I don't want to say the Jets hate of the media side, but from the Jets bias in the media side, the other is true and that the Packers have all the leverage and that the Jets are desperate and they've put all their eggs into Aaron Rodgers and other options are dwindling fast to where there really isn't many other guys available to where they would feel comfortable as their starting quarterback. And the Packers can just sit and wait and try and get as much trade compensation as they possibly could. And let the Jets sweat things out. And I think the reality of this, quite honestly, I think it falls somewhere in the middle. I think both teams have a bit of leverage here, honestly. Because the Packers, Rodgers doesn't have a no a no trade clause. He he doesn't. So the Packers, in theory, could trade him to anybody and Rodgers wouldn't have any say in it. The counterpoint to that is Rodgers, if he was 90% sure he was going to retire beforehand and now said he wants to play for the Jets, who's to say he doesn't just retire whenever another team trades for him and says, well, I don't want to play for you and I'll just retire and I'm cool with that. And that kind of kills any negotiation from another team, they're going to have that fear of does Rogers want to come here and play for us? And if he doesn't, is it even worth us trying to trade for him? The Packers, on the other hand, know that the Jets don't have any other options and that they have pretty much done everything they can this offseason to position themselves to land Aaron Rodgers. They hired his favorite offensive coordinator. They just signed his favorite receiver in, in free agency and Alan Lazard. The Packers know the Jets need Rodgers. They need this trade to happen one way or another. And there really is kind of this stalemate where I think the Packers know they're not getting offered nearly close to what we've seen some of the major quarterback deals of the last couple of years go for, where Russell Wilson was two first round picks plus Matt Stafford was two first round picks and they got, you know, Jared Goff back from the Detroit Lions, where they got another starter that's been a solid player for them in the meantime. There's been a lot of of 
vitriol and, and arguments going on in the last 24 hours uh, of the football landscape. And I really think the reality is this, to put it quite simply, there's, there is no reason this will get done quickly. I, I don't see any reason this is going to be quick. And quite honestly, if I'm having to be completely unbiased about this and look at this from every angle, and I truly mean this as an unbiased thought, I think that's a better position for the Jets to wait. I don't think they need to get this done right now. I don't think they have to be racing to get a deal done and, and get Rodgers in the building. First and foremost, he already knows the offense. This is Nathaniel Hackett, his former offensive coordinator, likely running the same sort of plays and schemes that they ran when they Rodgers won back-to-back MVPs and under Hackett as an offensive coordinator. Is there any reason to really change up the system that much to where Rodgers is going to be walking into a place with a coach he's familiar with and have no idea what plays are being called? I don't think that's the case at all. There's also nothing stopping Jets players themselves from going and meeting Rodgers and working out on their own time and at their own training facilities or other spots they choose to meet up and building chemistry that way. There's Rodgers can't come to the Jets facility and practice in Florham Park on their fields, but there's no reason somebody like Garrett Wilson can't fly out to California and meet Rodgers on a beach somewhere. You know, there is a, a, no reason for the Jets to be racing to get this deal done to where they're going to have no other options whatsoever. It seems likely that the Packers know this is going to happen eventually. From the Jets side, they've pretty much operated as if this is going to happen eventually. And even if this drags out all the way into June, as it's been reported, because the Packers would have a much better dead cap situation trading Rodgers after June 1st as opposed to before June 1st, that only helps the Jets by letting them keep all their draft picks for 2023. And so you get to continue building out your team and get to run into the 2023 season where you've pushed all your eggs into the basket and you're making a run for that year. They get to keep all their picks from the draft prior and then let the future kind of, you know, basically take Rodgers on a loan and pay off, you know, with picks from further years down the line and let 2023 be their big shot to go for it all. I'm buckle up guys. That's going to be my advice for this is that if you're expecting next week, a deal to get done, could it happen? Absolutely. But I am not betting on that whatsoever. I think this is going to drag out for a while. And even if it does, I don't necessarily think that's bad for the jets. No, I completely agree. Um, I, I am putting a lot of my eggs in the basket of the, uh, the, the Packers. They want 2023 compensation for Rodgers. And to push it anything, to push it past the draft this year really diminishes the value of any picks that they would get for him. Absolutely. So why risk it? And they won't risk it. It, it, it's going to get done. I am very confident this gets done before the draft. Uh, but yeah, I am completely with you. Just let it wait. There's no reason to get it done now. And the closer we get to the draft, I believe we'll really light the fire under the, the Packers' butt to, to really get something done. If not, then they miss out on 2023 compensation altogether. Uh, and then you don't know what the Jets are going to do during the draft. Maybe they get Hooker in the second round. Uh, and now all of a sudden, uh-oh, now the Jets have uh, some something brewing in the quarterback room that's not Zach Wilson. And then things get even more interesting. Then then compensation for Rodgers goes down even more. Uh, 
you could eventually have another team get interested, but we were, like you mentioned, Rogers also needs to sign off on that. Uh, and at that point, y- you never know what that compensation is going to look like. And it's probably going to be a lot less than what the Jets are offering right now. Now, it's been rumored that the, the Packers want a first-round pick. Um, we have no idea what's actually being offered or what's being requested. This is all just speculation. And as per the, the, the Rogers interview yesterday, uh, a lot of what's out there is most likely not true or a stretch of the truth. So, you know, we don't know. We really don't know. And to speculate is kind of useless. Uh, they're going to be working behind the scenes. I see JG as doing something that JD has always done, which is stick to his value. I'm sure he has a value for, for Rogers right now, and he's sticking to it. And I don't see him budging. Uh, if anything, nothing's also really changed. Like the, the position that the Jets are in is the same. The position that the Packers are in is the same. So nothing has really changed at all other than the fact that the Packers were dragged through the mud by Rodgers, and they probably want to stay safe. So they're going to want to put on a strong front to make it seem like they're getting the most for, for their former MVP, and then move on and say, hey, we did our best. And that's what I think is how it's going to end. They're going to put up the front. They're going to pound their chest. Uh, but in the end, They'll probably take pick 43 or our third round pick this year in a comp pick for next year. And they'll be happy with it because that's exactly what they want in the end. They want some decent 2023 compensation. And if it comes in the form of a second round pick or a third round pick, they'll be happy with it. You made a point to start there, Matt, that, that I really want to highlight because I haven't seen or heard anybody else mention this whatsoever, and it makes so much sense. I can't believe that it's not getting talked about more. The Packers really want to get this done before the 2023 draft because if they don't, Aaron Rodgers is going to make the Jets better, and those picks are going to be later in the draft order in 2024. Exactly. Logically. If this is a guy that they value enough to ask for a first round pick in return, we saw reports of them asking for two first round picks at some point A two time MVP just a couple of years ago in Rogers own words, arguably the best player in Packers history. And I think that he can make a fair argument for that to be the case. This is a guy that they value highly. And so they must know if he goes to the Jets, the Jets are going to be a better team and they're going to have draft picks further down in the draft order because they're a better team. Right now, a second-round pick for the Jets is 43rd overall. A second-round pick for the Jets in 2024 could be in the late 50s. And that's a big, big difference when you're talking about the draft, when in most years, there's a handful of good players every year in top prospects, and there's only so many at each position. And every spot in the order matters. That's why you've seen, just go back to last year, to look at the draft for the Jets themselves, they felt the need to trade up two spots ahead of where they were to get Brees Hall because they were worried the Texans, one pick ahead of them, could take him and, and cost them the chance at getting the running back that they valued that highly. If the Jets just had the pick ahead of the Texans, that trade doesn't matter. Two draft spots led to a trade that was a, a necessity for the Jets. This matters a ton. And if you are the Packers and you're sitting here looking at your options and you're going, we could have 43, we could have, what is it 73 or 74? 
um, their third round pick somewhere in the uh, in the mid seventies. Seventy three. I think you're right. Seventy three. I think it's seventy three. So you have in somewhere in the early mid seventies is a third round pick. You have forty third overall in the second round. You have thirteen overall in the first round. Sorry, Assuming the Jets seventy four. Okay, so seventy four, forty three, and thirteen. Assuming the Jets make the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers, at worst, at worst, that pick is nineteen. At worst, because the first 18 picks with the expanded playoffs, you have more teams in the playoffs than ever before. So at worst, you're going to have the two extra teams every year making however many playoff teams are left, assuming they get bounced in a wild card or, you know, however strength of schedule ends up finding the draft order. You're at the back end of the first round at that point. You're, You're in the mid to end of first round. We're assuming the Jets would be better than just getting knocked out in the wild card. And there's a chance that that pick could be 23, 25, 29. Hell, if the Jets win a Super Bowl, it's 32. And and that is a massive, massive difference in terms of the 13th pick or the 43rd pick versus the 32nd pick or the 64th pick is, is astronomical when you're talking about draft order and capital and what those picks are actually valued at. Not all second round picks are the same. Not all first round picks are the same. And it's it wildly varies whether they're going to have any opportunity. And, and I really, I'm going to be honest, Matt, you mentioned that and I hadn't thought of it myself. And it makes so much sense that, uh, like I said, I can't believe other people aren't mentioning it because there's really, if the Packers want to wait, they're only helping the Jets out because they're just going to end up giving them a draft pick that's lesser value than what they would be getting this year. And it really makes sense for the Packers, not only to get something for Rodgers ahead of the year that he's not going to be your starter. It makes sense from a value perspective that those picks are going to be better value. Yeah. No, no matter what, they can't have Rodgers on their roster week one. So they still need to get rid of him. I don't know what the, what the cap numbers look like if they cut him post June 1st uh, after uh, the, if they uh, take the option. Let me explain a little bit because I had yeah, it, I had it explained to me in detail a little bit this morning. So the way the reason the the June first is an issue is because when Rogers first signed his new contract, he got like a forty million dollars signing bonus. But for cap purposes, they spread that signing bonus over a handful of years. So even if Rogers is traded, that money has already been paid to him by Green Bay and is going to be on their cap regardless. After June first. The way it works is there's however many years left of a bonus. If they trade him before June 1st, that means that they have to take whatever the remainder on their cap is from that signing bonus, push it all into one year and have it all count against them for 2023. If they wait until June 1st, the 2023 money for 2023 is on their books for this year. And then after June 1st, you're looking to the following years. It doesn't count. 2023 anymore because you've paid out that bonus after June 1st. So what's going to be dead money for them is going to be the following years after in 2024 and 2025. So I think the difference is it's about like $30 million in dead cap if they trade him before the first, and it's about $15 million in dead cap if they trade him afterwards, which is a big difference. And it's the same if they cut him rather than trade him. Yes. Got it. Yes, because that money's already been paid because it was a signing bonus. So, so that either is way. on their cap, regardless of how how this shakes out. Got it. So either way, he needs to be traded or cut before week one. Uh, 
Yes. I, it's never going to get that far because like, uh, like we keep harping right now, it's all about risk and benefit, risk and reward. The reward is you get a possibly high uh, 2023 pick in the form of pick 43 or 74. That is a reward that you can bank on. Now, if you want to risk it and try to get more, go for it. But the risk is you're getting far less value, like we've been mentioning. So it makes no sense for them to risk it to the point of losing out on what's already offered. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, either way, yeah, I, I see everybody's point like, oh, well, what are the Jets going to do? If they don't get Rodgers, I'm like, well, they're banking on Rodgers, but you know what? I don't think they're going to sit on their hands either, uh, because even if we do get Rodgers, it's most likely going to be for a one-year rental, uh, barring some perfect situation where, whatever. I, I, I'm not going to speculate what it would take to get Rodgers back for a second year. So let's just say it's a one-year rental. We still need to look about look for towards the future, whether it's the wild card option of, of Zach, which I would never count on, or somebody else. So like I mentioned Hooker before, and I will mention him again. He is still an amazing option to have on a red shirt year for his first year, and then take the reins once uh Rogers is done. And also, just his presence, especially if he's ready to go for a camp is a guy that could possibly be looked at as a potential starter. That's not Zach Wilson. So, you know, the, the Packers can't count on us just not having any backup plan because that's just not how JD's going to work. He's going to have a plan B, a plan C, a plan Z. And if Green Bay forces us to use them, we will. And it will only hurt them in the end. And it, it, they can cut Rodgers at that point. And then, you know what? Then we probably just sign him and they get nothing. And then we'll have, spend a few weeks trying to get him up to speed uh, and have Hooker or, or, or Zach fill in and be our spot starter to start the year and go from there. And we'll probably still have plenty of season to, to really get things together and take it home. Yeah, I think so too. And I think there's also an important part for this if you're looking at it from from Packers fans' perspective, where the only thing I've heard in terms of any fan involvement with this whatsoever, and honestly, it's minimal, but if you want to go down that rabbit hole, then we'll go down it. I've seen a lot of people say, oh, now all the leverage is with the Packers because Jets fans know Rodgers wants to be here and they're going to be beating down the door to get the deal done as fast as possible. I'm sure there's going to be some Jets fans that feel that way. But as we've explained, it's not really any sort of a matter for the Jets either way, whether this happens right away or whether this takes a little while to get negotiated. If the Packers want to dig their heels in and wait, it doesn't really change the Jets situation really at all. So in reality, I don't think that has much of a factor. The other side of this, and you had mentioned it earlier, Matt, as well, in terms of the Packers trying to save face, where they're trying to get as much as they can back for a player that they know is really high caliber and selling this to the fan base of, we got rid of Aaron Rodgers for a third round pick so we could start Jordan Love, who we don't know if he's going to be good or bad. And he's filling the shoes of one of the best quarterbacks of all time, having to you know step into that shadow. That's going to be a tougher sell, in my opinion, than selling Jets fans wait for the deal to get done. 
And you also have the other aspect of it where I think the Packers and their fans particularly knew this was coming eventually. And I think they're in the same boat of just get it done and get it out of the way. Get us some picks for this year to try and continue to build this roster and and start whatever rebuild or retool or whatever you want to call it. Get what we can as early as we can so we can make something of a run this next season and not have to wait until 2024 to get anything back for the Hall of Famer that we let walk out the door. I think there's a lot more to that side than anyone is even realizing. Because if I'm a Packers fan, and I work with a Packers fan at my day job, who I talk about this, <laughs> discuss this for weeks now leading up to this, I know his stance has been, I just want it over. Like, it's done. He's not going to be here. We get that. They're ready to move on to love. Get him, Just trade him, get what we can, and let's just continue moving on. You've got longtime Packers fans that have already been through this with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, however many years ago that was. And I'm sure they're in the same boat of get get it on, get moving. You know, like, yeah. why are we and continuing trying to sit it, here and wait? We know this is what's going to happen. to come to an end at some point, and it will. And everything that we're mentioning just points to it happening uh, before the draft or yeah. even draft. I night. think the draft is the deadline. Uh, I really do. I think it, that it, is the, is the, the hard deadline conclusion. for the Packers. Everybody wants to kind of look at the worst case scenarios and that's fine. You can do that, but you know what? N- neither team is going to cut their nose, cut off their nose to spite their face. Uh, they're going to take what's the best option for both of them. And it's, uh, uh, it's, it's imperative that they both, that both teams do work something out. So it, it's, it's fun to think of like uh, teams digging in and going to war, but it's just not a reality. It's not something that's going to happen. Uh, and there's no reason for it to happen. No, there, there really isn't any reason for it to happen. It makes much more sense for all parties involved, the Packers, the Jets, Rogers, and fans of both teams to have this done sooner rather than later. Dragging it out is really only hurting things. I don't really think it's helping them at all, because quite honestly, I'm sure the Jets have been negotiating this for God knows how long now. It's not like they Rogers made his decision on Friday that that's where he wanted to be. I'm sure they were already talking compensation before the Packers even granted them permission to talk to Rogers himself. So this has been an ongoing discussion, and I am sure Joe Douglas, being the type of GM that he is, has made very clear his limits and said, this is as far as I'm willing to go, take it or leave it. And regardless of how long he has to sweat, he'll let Brian Gutekunst sweat the GM and the Packers. He'll, he's got no problem with that. He says, this is what we are going to do. I'm sticking to my guns. I know what the value is. I know where we stand in this negotiation. I know that we are your only option of getting something done, and we're not going to go out of our way to overpay to get this done just to make you happy. I am I really think that we are, I don't want to say we're at a stalemate, but as the time keeps ticking down, I feel like the pressure is a lot more on the Packers to get something done before the draft than it is for the Jets. Absolutely. It's, it's going to happen. Uh, I'm not worried. Uh, I'll be a little bit more perplexed if something doesn't get done before the draft or uh, until after the draft. Uh, but I, I am going to stick with the the logical narrative that this gets done. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Uh, I'm really in the same boat. The last thing I want to talk about before we get out of here is the perspective of how long will Aaron Rodgers be in New York? And I think there's a very, 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 very real possibility that it is only one year. 
because if he was 90% retired going into his darkness retreat and he comes out and it seems like the Packers kind of pulling the rug out from under him and saying that they would welcome him back if he chose and now kind of deciding they want to move on and that option really isn't there anymore, kind of spurned him and gave him the energy and motivation to want to continue playing and want to go join the Jets. But if he was 90% retired beforehand, there's no guarantee that he's not going to be 90% retired at the end of this next year too. And I really, we had talked about this on our recording yesterday before it got deleted, but I really think there's, there's two scenarios where Rogers plays one year and there's one scenario where he doesn't. The two scenarios where he plays one year are the extremes of the Jets are so good with Aaron Rodgers in one year, they win a Super Bowl and he follows Tom Brady's footsteps and goes to a new team and in one year gets them a championship where Rodgers can sit there and go, okay, I'm done. I've proved my legacy. I've, I've shown everything that I need to show. Packers got rid of me and I took the Jets of all teams and got them a Lombardi trophy on my way out too. something that despite going 13 and three for however many years in a row in Green Bay, we couldn't end up doing. And it wasn't because of me because I was a back to back MVP. So there's that angle of Rogers going, I've done everything I need to prove. I, I don't have anything more to add to my legacy. I'm walking out while I'm on top. And the other side is that this completely and totally fails and the Jets don't even make the playoffs. And Rogers just goes, this isn't work it, worth it anymore. You know, I'm, I'm I want to compete. I want to win. You know, I want to play as long as I can, but I'm sacrificing my body and putting myself through all of this even more. I was already 90 percent retired last year and now we're not even in the playoffs and who knows what the future is going to hold. That's enough for me. I'm calling it a career. I don't want to damage my legacy anymore by continuing to try and play and putting a sour taste in everyone's mouths of Aaron Rodgers past his prime. I'm good. The one scenario where he comes back is that the Jets are really good and they make the playoffs and they don't win a Super Bowl. If they get to an AFC championship game and lose, or maybe they get to a Super Bowl and lose, maybe that's going to be Rodgers' motivation to go, we were so close. I can still do this. The team is still here. We have players around us. You know, I think I can still get a ring. I think I can still come back and make this happen. Maybe that charges him enough to want to come back for another year. But if I was a betting man right now, I, I would say that Aaron Rodgers plays one year in New York. That's what it seems like to me. Yep, I completely agree. Uh, the fact that the, the 180 from 90% retiring sounds like he's going all or nothing this year. He's going to put everything he has into winning another one and to taking this Jets team to wherever they are going to go, whether it's the Super Bowl uh, or far in the playoffs, wherever. That seems like his goal. And revenge or trying to prove something, somebody wrong or whatever will only get you so far. Once that kind of wears off and the season's over, I don't think there's going to be anything else left for him to really want. I mean, it, it, we could say, yeah, maybe if we get close and don't win it, that he'll just he'll, he'll think about going back out there and, getting, and doing it again. But he won't have the same drive that he has right now. Uh, no. that, that drive that he has right now, he, he has a fire right now that's in him, whether it, whatever the reason it is. Uh, whether it's revenge or any other thing we just said, but it, it's there right now, and I don't think we can count on it being there uh, after the season, and we shouldn't. 
No, they absolutely shouldn't. The Jets should be operating as if they are getting Aaron Rodgers for one year and they should be already planning ahead for what life after him is going to look like and how they're going to position themselves to be set up for the future. I think that is a a really, really key point. Last thing I want to say before we wrap up to to everybody listening, and I know it's been such a party and jubilation of everything going on. Don't lose that. Even if this drags on, even if this takes up until the draft, even if, God forbid, we get to June and there's still no official announcement of any trade happening, it's going to happen. It's only a matter of time. And the one piece of advice I can say is revel in the fact that at least for the 2023 season, the Jets are going to have an elite quarterback under center combined with a really, really talented defense and some really good skill players on offense. And you're likely to have the best season of Jets football that we've seen in well over a decade. And it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. And most importantly, we're finally going to get to watch this team in prime time more than once a year. So it's it's going to be a great year. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a long process seeing how this plays out, even if it gets into the summer and the draft itself. So be it. If you're the Jets, if you're Jets fans, take a breather, stay cool, stay calm. The sky isn't falling if this doesn't get done next week. Everything is fine. Revel in this. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy this next season. It is going to be a ton of fun. It really is. Uh, before uh, the Rogers saga, even before Carr was was uh, was signed to the Saints, I, my thought process was, all right, we're going to get one of these guys. So I'm not going to focus much energy on that. I want to focus all my energy on what is going to make this team great. And that's rebuilding this offensive line to an offensive line that can be formidable uh, in, again in the run game and pass protecting for whoever our quarterback is. Uh, so that is where we need to focus right now. Uh, this will take care of itself with Rodgers. That is where we need to put all our energy uh, because without that, it really doesn't matter if we get Rodgers uh, for a one this year or for a two or whatever the compensation is, uh, because then he'll be running for his life and our run game won't, will suffer as well. And that it's a, it's a no bueno situation for everybody. So let's take care of that. Let's take care of what we can take care of and let the Rodgers stuff sort itself out. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. Control what you can control. Fix the offensive line. Make sure that's in good standings and get ready for a, a hell of a 2023 season. Absolutely. Do it. All right, Matt, let's wrap this one up. You know what to do. Uh, Matt, you can find me at Zazzy Jeff. And you can find me at Andrew Golden underscore 17. Make sure you're following the show at OKG Podcast as well. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we will be back real, real soon to continue looking over this Jets roster, evaluating all their pieces, where we go from here. I believe next week we're going to take a look at centers. Again, we got to fix that offensive line and outside of offensive tackle. Center is definitely the next biggest need. Appreciate you guys stopping by, and we will talk soon. See ya. 